Hey, I'm Jake Bradbury. And I'm Will Blank. And we are 20th Century Fox, a film collective that produced 16 short films. And for each film, we made a behind-the-scenes podcast. If you want to avoid any spoilers, you can find a link to the short film in the description and watch it before you listen to the podcast. And also, FYI, we used to call this short The Completionist. It is now called The Wizard. Uh, So don't get confused if you hear us using that name. All right, let's go. Is it recording? It's recording. I think we should introduce ourselves. Okay, you first. Hi, my name is Jake Bradbury. I am a director-producer. I'm Alejandro Wilkins. I'm a director of photography with these two. Knuckleheads. Uh, I'm Will. I'm Will Blank. We released The Completionist, and we want to talk about how we came up with this idea. This was a crowd pleaser. I feel yeah. like we show this one to people, and they really enjoy it. Oh, my God, man. I showed it to my coworkers, and they were like, you know what, man? I think you're on to something. <laughs> and to be clear, in the video, Jake is getting repeatedly punched in the face. Right, yeah. So. I think that's a crowd pleaser because of that fact. Like, my coworkers loved the fact that I was getting punched in the face. What do you remember about that day? <laughs> yeah, what do I remember about that day? I remember I had to get a costume together. I had to get that uh, Jon Snow costume. Right. So we were but, looking for some sort of fantasy. But what about the idea? How did we come up right, with the idea? Right, the idea. Uh... How we come up with a lot of ideas is we look around Will's apartment and we go, that's a thing. We look at plants or a poster or in this case, his virtual reality helmet helmet, and was like, all right, how do we come up with an idea around that? And I think I, I think I said, how about, or you said, actually, we were going to come, we were going to do some other completely different video. And mm-hmm. then you were basically like, what about your virtual reality helmet? Yeah. And then we were like, oh yeah, of course, because it's a good prop. And I'd been showing it to people. I'd gotten it thinking like it might suck, actually. Mm. And then I'd been so pleasantly surprised with how awesome it was. Didn't you play that for the first time, Alejandro? Later that day, uh, yeah. It was great. What was your experience? Uh, I was. It was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, you were playing the music, uh, the music thumping game. Yeah. Where you're that little beetle. Well, the, I think the first game you showed me was the one in the fun house or something, the scary yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, the scary one. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. It was just epic to, to be that in, in game, encompassed in, in the environment. But then you showed me the one with the music, and that was just blowing my mind. That was a lot of fun. That one was fun. So so then we were so now you know you were like oh what about the VR headset? And then I believe I was like you know something that happens when we when you play video games is you will just punch like an NPC, you'll just punch them repeatedly in the face. Uh, like or kick them or shoot them you just want to see what will happen if you shoot the people in the game that are supposed to be on your side and so that was the start of the idea and it was literally just the the frustration you feel if they're like talking and talking and you have to repeatedly hit the button over and over and over again while they're just talking yes that is annoying it's annoying as hell and anybody who's ever played a video game knows that feeling you just get antsy and you just want to start jamming Mm -hmm. your button your finger on the controller Mm -hmm. um and so that was the start of the idea and then we were like okay cool well we can shoot everything in the apartment and uh, we had these really sick diopters that alejandro brought what is a diopter, Alejandro? Uh, it's basically a magnifying glass, I would mm, For lenses, say. Uh, yeah, you can throw it on a lens and it will uh, magnify um, your image and therefore you can focus closer. 
because I've been in the film industry for a long time and I had never heard of diopters and it has Ever. changed our entire <laughs> lives. Really? Everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, I'm not sure if it's a technically just a magnifying glass, but that's, that's the basic how I idea. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah, the basic idea of it. And it just it just I've separates always... your subject a little better from the background. Well, so there's an- another part of it that I've found that it's not just that magnification, but for some reason it 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 affects the sharpness of the image as well and uh brings out more of the isolation um and so it's a lot of times when we're dealing with apartments or small spaces or um, lenses that don't open very wide you can utilize them to isolate your subject more especially like the center of the lens yes so we threw (laughs) them on (laughs) and and uh to um to to uh, our advantage, yeah. But we did that specifically to get the the really close up shot, the nuance of moving the finger, my fingers over the controller. Yeah, it's right? like using if you like a macro lens or macro photography, you can focus a lot closer with them. So uh, that's how we were able to get um, focus that close. But it also isolates as well. So we would just use it on close ups as even if we were far enough away, I would use like a half diopter i think it was or just the plus one the plus one yeah Yeah, the plus one and uh and we could get a little bit more isolation um so to be clear uh we usually come up with the ideas on the spot yeah like it is not planned out we meet up during the day whatever day we're shooting and we sit down and we're just like okay what are we going to do today and we just start riffing on ideas and then if an idea doesn't work we throw it out we come up with a new one and more often than not, it's like, what can we do so we don't have to move? <laughs> yeah, so we don't have to leave, yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to, like, go anywhere or do anything or even do that many shots. Well, How do we make it work? So I like I like stuff that just is a little bit weird, right? And I like, mm-hmm. I like for instance, th- that I had all these little figurines and, and shit mm-hmm. around my house, you know, like the Totoros and stuff. And, like, you just, just starting on a shot like that just feels a little weird like the expression he's making is kind of hard to track it's almost like insane right which then kind of like is the through line of the whole piece is that you've got this person acting like a sociopath you know punching somebody in the face so it actually like sets up a vibe and then that was was just something in the apartment basically yeah that was part of our like easter eggs now yeah there's like a totoro or a a miyazaki figurine in a lot of our videos yeah not all of them we haven't been that consistent with it but But it'll not be a nice little surprise you know for the audience to be like oh there it is um yeah why miyazaki why miyazaki yeah uh, I think that the vibe of Miyazaki movies is a little off kilter and weird, mm. and I like that. And it's about people who are a little strange, um, or a situation that happens to somebody that is strange, like Spirited Away, or you know, whatever. Uh, Mononoke, Princess Mononoke. I mean, there's humor in that, right? It's a little weird. Yeah. Like when they're he's popping heads, guys' heads off and stuff with his. Yeah. No, it's like it's really, really dark, but also light and fun at the same yeah. time. And so actually that's kind of like what yeah, that's sort of a lot vibe. of the stuff that we've been doing yeah. is sort of like fun, but dark. Yeah. And so even even this is fun, but dark, right? Yeah. Um, you mean the podcast right now? Yeah, always. Fun, uh, but dark. Fun, but dark. It's kind of bright in here. <laughs> so then... Um, 
we were, rim we shot. <laughs> so then we shot uh, we shot Will in the visor, which looks ridiculous anyway. Yeah, that was the thing. Is like it look you look so stupid. That was the real gen- generation point of the idea. Was just like, dude, it look you look so dumb when you're wearing and he did these amazing movements where he's like going from left to right and up and like we were able to match that with the fantasy world of the virtual reality environment and that was we went on a road trip guys and when we went on a road trip we cursed it immediately because it was super cold we forgot a bunch of stuff forgot things you were supposed to be sweeping initially for some reason. Right. That didn't, didn't even didn't make happen. sense. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, sweeping. I was freaking out, actually, once we got to the location. Were, I was like, like, we forgot the broom. We forgot the broom, guys. It's so funny that in retrospect, the broom had nothing to do with anything. No, because there was no house to sweep. No, no ha- it made no, no sense. sense. But I was sweeping, so fixated. Right? I was like, he needs something that shows he's in a town or near a town or sweeping And something. we literally, we got up there. We were at uh, Glendale Mountain. I don't even know what the name of it really is. Sure, Glendale Mountain. And I was in my Jon Snow costume. I remember that. And I had my Link Thrones. costume. You had your Link costume. And then getting the timing right. I remember Alejandro like breaking his back, getting that shot. Because because I was basically shot. walking, or like he was walking. Oh. I was wa- you were holding the camera in front yeah, of me as I walked because it needed to be POV. So and I, I couldn't hold it. You went, yeah, so we did that a bunch of times. Yeah, and we shot that, that was, on the A7S instead mm-hmm. of the big camera, the Black Magic. We couldn't have shot it with the Black Magic. A7R2. Oh, the A7R2. Oh, snap. See, this is why you're here. <laughs> and what was your logic I'll between? Just those little why bits did you here and there. why did you decide to use the A7R2? Because that's what I own. <laughs> As opposed to the Black As opposed Magic. to the Black Magic, though. Oh, well, because it was much smaller that I can actually get a POV angle out of it. Because um, the Black Magic's unwieldy. Uh, it's a little larger, yeah. And uh, I think all around we were just looking to be a little more portable when we got on location. Right. Um, but the biggest thing was that it was like... POV and the the other option the other reason was because it was going to be the ga- game footage, yeah. So we wanted to separate it that way as well. Like you want a yeah a different look to it, basically. Yeah, because I think the A seven R two is going to look a little more compressed um, than our uh, Black Magic footage. I remember we were here in the apartment and uh, I started riffing on ideas what the NPC character could be saying. And I just came up with the line, like, where are my chickens? Or like, bring me to my chickens. And you guys busted out laughing, like both of you, immediately. Yeah, because it's like a Zelda thing, right? It's yeah. like it's like the, if you the find one five common chickens, like, quest across all Zelda games is this looking for the chickens in the town. And it's like tedious and it's annoying. Yeah, no one wants to do that. No mission. one wants to do that. No one wants to, do that. <laughs> no another, one wants to find the chickens. That's another reason why uh, you the punching. punching. The punching in the face and then like getting that like mpc vibe where i'm walking and then i turn my head first and then my body that was a fun little uh acting challenge yeah and you also were really trying to go for it as far as the uh crying went oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) because we were trying to figure out what the ending was because i was like okay yes it's funny if if he's supposed to he's about to go on a quest and then all he does is punch the guy but then what's the end what's the button at the end the the end joke and and then that npcs can feel 
Yeah, and then the joke was that, oh no, that he actually is hurting him because partly why we do that in games is because we think it won't do anything, really. Uh, and you're just bored and you're doing it. But then the fact that it actually affects him and that it makes the guy take pause, you know, like he shows him mercy at the end when he lifts the button and he's not punching him anymore. And then the guy delivers his final plea. Final punch. To and the punch. Him. Yeah, and then the the last punch. which so then, He's just a sociopath. <clears throat> wasn't there a big debate over that ending like how far is too far or something or oh yeah yeah because we didn't want it we wanted it to be fun we didn't want it to actually feel mean-spirited mm-hmm. um and that's and so having the punches be the exact same sound effect over and over again mm-hmm. helped that for me um but then yeah it was like because he was showing this genuine emotion at the end, we were sort of trying to figure out, oh, well, how 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 ugly does it feel to mm-hmm. end on a punch? And where does it feel the most ugly? And let's avoid that. And uh, so we also forgot like drops so I could fake cry. So I was like, I got it, guys. I got I got it. Oh, and right. I like turned, yeah. a- I turned <laughs> away yeah. and I was like, OK, OK, OK. <laughs> I was like trying to get there. I think I did all right. I was OK. I didn't get fully there, but man. No, I think the look was there. Yeah. That's what you needed anyway. Yeah. I mean, the drops would have been okay, but then maybe you wouldn't have forced such a dramatic look. Exactly. So. Uh, what's funny with all these videos and things is that we're forced to be actors in them. Like yeah. Throughout the years, we've had to be actors because there's literally no one else available. Sure. And it's just simpler. Yeah. It's just like, and also, I think it's fun. Yeah. It I is fun. I think it's fun to try and to you know like, what? sell the idea. <laughs> I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I think that we've grown to be fairly good actors. <laughs> I think we're decent. We're I think decent. We're decent. We're I actually said that to my friend. I said that to my friend Liz, and she was like, "You're okay." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You're all right." No, I don't, and like all it takes is like working with a good actor to know that we're just okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we yeah. talked about working with like really professional actors, and it's like holy, they're on another level. Just yeah. another level. But I don't know, for a video where we just punch you in the face, I think we did pretty Perfect. great. Yeah, I think you guys hit the mark for what you're Perfect. going for, for sure. <laughs> We're going to work with Sir Anthony Hopkins and put him in a situation similar and see uh, what he can deliver. I mean, yeah. Or have him play next to Will. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> then I'll say, <laughs> we'll see how good of an actor I don't want to make then. him feel bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't want to crush his spirit, you know? Try to be at your level. But I... Uh, what happened like i oh then we got the footage into the editing room my room and uh i remember feeling really like i don't know how the fuck this will escalate and progress yeah it was really we, tough. I, did, I didn't i couldn't see it yeah after shooting it i was like i don't know man yeah i mean i had it i had it escalating to where i took it took out a sword I had like a little fake sword and I was hitting him in the face and mm-hmm. I was trying to shoehorn that in to try to escalate, escalate, escalate. And mm-hmm. then I remember showing it to you guys and you were just like, what the fuck is up with that? Because <laughs> there wasn't any blood. There wasn't any impact yeah. even. Yeah. And you could um, see the wave of the foam sword. And you could right. see it was just a fake foam sword. And yeah. so it took them out of it. And it's funny because I even felt like I knew that, but I still tried to make it work which there's something there's a lesson in there mm-hmm. where it's just like it's, it's the whole working, kill your darlings thing yeah. or whatever where you just it's so true if it's not fucking working like don't don't force, force it. it or force it anyway and then people will see it immediately 
like what I did basically. Yeah. 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 So yeah. then I can just have people tell me like, dude, right. it sucks. Don't do Reinforce that. Reinforce that. Um, that in there. Yeah. Uh, but then the editing is sort of coming together in the editing room. And I remember that seeing it, that, uh, there was a big debate about, do we, his head movement, it doesn't match the virtual movement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was a big debate. And I was all for, it doesn't matter. As long as we see him moving and then the virtual character moving, we get the connection. Yeah. Um, and it, it really did come together in the editing room. And once we took out that sword thing, it just, it worked really well. Yeah. And it was, uh, and also we were, I had to sort of craft performances of the footage we shot of the macro thing, you know, mm-hmm. like it was, yeah, yeah, because it just wasn't, it wasn't what's there in the cut, what didn't the actually happen in like real life. I had to slow down some of it, like. I think I slowed it down to like 20% and did mm-hmm. optical flow on it to make it look normal. And then optical flow. Yeah. It's like a really, it, it's like it, the way they, they used to do like frame blending, like to do slow-mo and stuff. Like the shitty way to do it is basically like it interpolates frames. It creates yeah. frames in between and it always looks shitty. Optical flow is like a much more nuanced way. It's like a more advanced way of doing that. And it's now become standard. Missing frames better. Yeah, and it's become standard in pretty much all modern editing software now. It's called optical. Optical flow. Optical flow. Yeah, so it's just like a much more. It used to be something you could only do in After Effects, and then now you can do it in Premiere and all these other ones. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that that helped craft that that performance as far as when I like my finger was hovering over the button. So it's kind of funny because it's like we 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 cut what we had and then we had to sort of like make the imagined better version take the footage and like match it to the imagined better version that wasn't there in the footage. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so well, you know they always say like you direct a movie three times, right? Yeah. Script <clears throat> on the day, production, and then once in the editing room. So you finessed it, and then the best part, which is just showing it to people and them responding to it well. Yeah. No, that was really fun because I wasn't sure how if people would. My coworkers like double over, double over in laughter. I mean, part of it is that they wanted to see me punched in the face, but like (laughs) most of it was just that it was funny. And it, it, I don't think there's been a bad review of it yet in terms of like people watching it. No, I mean, I think Scott was a little cold on it, but um, well, then you never know with that guy. But see, what I like is that I feel like the story it actually is when people play video games, they're sociopaths right like yeah, that's, that's like the, the universal truth that's the universal truth in it and that's why i especially think especially in, in games that allow you to do it like gta i mean everybody yeah. just you can see people like immediately just abandon the mission and start beating people to death like that's yeah that's part of yeah playing that but game that's like that oh go ahead no yeah that's it the lack of attention span as well yeah i remember rolling around in uh grand theft auto mm-hmm. and just seeing how many what were they stars or whatever that you could yeah. get oh uh, yeah police stars yeah uh max that's how many police you policemen you kill <laughs> is that no yeah. it's just uh, uh, it's like people. you get oh um, man you know how much damage you do depend uh, how much damage you do then shows how much um emergency vehicles or police are coming after yeah. you so I'd get in a tank or you get in a fire truck mm-hmm. and just do damage. Yeah. But, you know, disregard the missions completely. Mm-hmm. So I got that. Yeah. But I always was just because I would get bored with the missions. Oh, yeah. So I figure that's what people do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that really helped us, I think, or is starting to help us with the other videos is that coming up with a thesis. 
yeah. for a thesis for every film. So like, what is this about? Let's drill down into it. Let's get to the crux of what it is. And that informs everything else. At first, we're just like, dude, hits him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> dude, wax off on the plants. And then now we're like, well, why would he do that? What, <laughs> what compels him to do something like, you know, so I think that really helps. I think that really helps with the idea phase. Yeah, because if that's rock solid, then it's easy to like hang other stuff on it. It's mm-hmm. easy to hang a story on it once you know what you're actually trying to say. And also, I think it gives it un. It's the the side effect of that is that it gives depth to it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it can be so fucking simple. I think that was the other thing I learned is like from this one in particular. I'm like, it can just be so simple. It yeah. was just that it was just right. punching you in the face. That's it. <laughs> that was like that's, all we needed. That's it. Well, yeah. and also, I mean, as far as um, what I meant by finding story and something as kind of small as this and maybe not as much depth as uh, most things, I mean, like in every shot, there is quote unquote story, like you pressing the button, if you're pressing it forward or you're pressing, depends on the, that will then dictate the angle that you would want to shoot. So like if we were shooting your controller and we wanted to get the button press, do I press it? Do I look at it straight, straight on or yeah. do I get the little angle mm. so I can see the pressure of the button, that kind of stuff? Yeah. And in my mind, that translates as like, what story am I telling in each shot? Mm. So that can yeah, be yeah. done regardless of whether or not you have depth in a hole or not. Anyway, that's mm. just to No, no, that's great. And then, and then, and then when, when we're doing the front on shot of, of me wearing the helmet, it's like that's actually shot reverse shot. Right, mm-hmm. like that right. shot, between reverse shot, and between, we get it right away. Yeah, me and between your your yeah, character. Exactly. It's both meant to be a conversation between the two of us, except for I look like a space alien, and then that's funny. Like that, even there's like room tone that makes it feel like, in my head, it's like the the hum of a spaceship or something. Yeah, it's om- it's almost there. like you're uh, one of uh, like Darth Vader's pilots. Yeah, you get the visor and you can't see your eyes. Yeah, and you just become more of a sociopath. Or yeah, than. it just makes you even more of a like a space alien, and yeah. which fits even more into the behavior. And I'll, I'll talk about this sound design for a second because the people aren't going to notice this when they watch it, but there are subtle clucks. Yeah, of the chickens uh, in I the background. That was hilarious because it's <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so so good. There are chickens maybe around you can't see them but you have to go find those chickens because that's the mission and you have to find you know i dig through so many sound effects and stuff uh that it has to be the right sound effect as far as like the sound needs to sell that it's a chicken because i found plenty of like chicken clucks right (laughs) but they don't sound bright enough Mm -hmm. like was that a video game cluck did you get it from a game no it's just like just random farm animal sounds i have in my like yeah and like, yeah, finding finding like a perfect bagok or like, you know, uh, whatever yeah. that is a symbolic sound. It's like the prototypical sound right. of a chicken. It, and, it immediately gets you to a chicken. Yeah, because yeah. when you've got other sounds going on, like the backgrounds and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. that can get completely lost, mm-hmm. like if it's not distinct. Mm-hmm. And so... So yeah, the chicken clucks were all like hand chosen, yeah. and like that fi- sound file is hand chosen to specifically sound bright in the soundscape. Um, you know, no big deal. I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, but yeah, so that's the completionist. That's the completionist. That is a completionist. Yeah, 
We did it. We did the whole thing. The pre-production, the production. um, Peaks and valleys of the completionist. Peaks and valleys. Oh, like the low point. (laughs) I mean, I felt pretty fucking low in the editing room, to be honest. I'm like, I don't know how to make this shit work. That's literally how I felt. Yeah, that's one of the best thing for me about doing these with you guys is I'm typically not having those conversations. Yeah, and so being around you guys while you're watching the cuts and talking about the edits and and watching as will just magically changes everything on a whim it's fun for me to see those changes and see how that comes bye noah bye noah (laughs) noah's going noah's my roommate he's leaving um yeah yeah no we like having you a part of it you know do you think it improves your uh, a bit like all of it yeah i think so i mean i would love to be involved in that stuff all the time if i could Sometimes I may talk a little too much <laughs> or like just like overstep, but uh, but you guys are always really open. Oh, so. dude, of course. No, yeah, you know, but it's funny? just fun to hear as well, like being part of the creative post, not just the visuals. Um, when do you get your best ideas? Uh, Jake, under pressure, like under if pressure. it's like, yeah. If it's just like you got to come up with like ten ideas right now, I'm just like free association time, and then I just start batting stuff around and then saying stuff. How about you? Uh, I don't. I don't think I've really figured out what the quote unquote process is because I still feel like I'm done with ideas. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I don't have any more. Right. So every time we sit down, I'm like, I really genuinely don't know what we're gonna do. And that's kind of scary for me. And so the process of like just forcing, actually, no, you know, it's become not about the circumstance of the ideas and more just the process, which is for me, the process is what, what happened to me in the past week or the past day or two. That's a really, really small, simple thing, right? Like, um, an awkward interaction with a coworker or like an exchange with, a customer service person that was just like a little bit weird but it 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 expands into something bigger and that has been for me the best jumping off point to just get a conversation like the best jumping off point is a conversation and then from there we start saying talking about making each other laugh like just without coming up with ideas and then that leads to ideas i think yeah and so that's that's been really helpful because it's not because sitting just being like, okay, I need to come up with a fully flushed out idea just doesn't work for me. I can't the, do that. The whole thing for me too is is just you push this kind of sled off of the cliff and you don't know where you're going to end up, which is so great. It's so fun. I love that part of it. I love the part of it like we don't know what we're doing and we're just going to do something. I have such energy when I'm doing that that way. Because I'm so used to like planning everything and like meticulous with everything. And I love just going like, man, fucking doing something. And the experimental part of that is just great. Yeah. And I think it'll lead to us maybe occasionally not releasing stuff, but that's, (laughs) but that doesn't matter because it's not for the people listening, frankly. Right. Um, That's what this is for. At least, I mean, I think for me. Just for us to fuck around, basically. That it's, yeah, there's, there's no fails here. There's it's a very safe working environment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the irony of it is that this is going to blow up and we'll be gazillionaires from it for some reason. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Even if that were the case, I don't think that would well, all be we, what I want, want to have on my yeah. conscience while we're doing it. Inter- interestingly, though, it's not. We don't want it to necessarily blow up from a popularity standpoint. Mm. We just want to make money so we can just do it. Yeah. You know? It's but that, but that's kind of the point of what it is right now is like being able to do it without any money anything like no totally. I feel I feel like well beyond I just want my rent paid as well yeah I'm but saying. beyond yeah, yeah. this that I mean those projects would be completely different they would be polished they would be well thought out mm-hmm. and hopefully still within those and I I still feel think I still feel like a lot of people are making short films and doing smaller projects as experimental pieces because they just like testing ideas testing the way they work with people testing out equipment for me testing you know so many different things and if you don't have an outlet for that that doesn't require you to to um be again quoting successful then you're going to try to do it in your regular work and you're probably going to fuck something up so that's why i feel like this is like the the playground yeah absolutely it definitely is the playground yeah cool well should we just wrap this shit up yep okay so guys that was today's uh... episode is sponsored by trojan condoms (laughs) wrap this shit up (laughs) guys i think it was great i think we did a great job i don't i don't even okay yes i do oh okay i really do good cool my dad will listen to this he'll love it yeah hey jerby jb hey jb uh great we're done all right bye if you want to see the rest of the films you can go to 20th century fox that's two zero and faux.com or you can check us out on youtube vimeo or facebook if you're interested in filmmaking or the filmmaking process i've started an instagram and a youtube page called indie film insider it's at indie film insider for instagram and indie film insider on youtube check it out And I also have another podcast called The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. That's Z-E-H-L-D-A. And it is a narrative retelling of the classic Super Nintendo game, fully cinematically sound designed. And uh, if that sounds like it's up your alley, then go ahead and check it out. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.